Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossat, managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulWrestling.com, and of course, FightfulSelect.com. I put up a free preview of the Fightful Weekender podcast. That is our flagship show of the premium Fightful Select service. As you guys have seen recently, we've broken all kinds of stories at Fightful.com. You can always get your free and exclusive news, breaking news at Fightful.com, but Fightful Select brings you a little bit of extra Q&A podcasts, retro shows. We do that weekend where we cover Impact, 205 Live, New Japan, NXT. Broke down uh, NJPW Dontaku this weekend, uh, as well as the return of Chris Jericho to that promotion. We also have members-only shows where we talk a little bit non-wrestling as well. Uh, Dark match commentary, just a ton of stuff over at FightfulSelect.com. Really encourage you guys to give it a try. I'm going to give the subscribers of FightfulSelect.com a little something special this month. Uh, for each thing that I give away for free, I'm going to do about one free podcast a month as a preview for the service. But I'm going to give them something a little bit extra, so be on the lookout for that. This is your Backlash 2018 post-show podcast. I was originally set to be joined by Alex Palowski. Instead, Mil Mascaris is here. And after this, this show, he wants... No yob. He wants to be uh, released from his the duties of his yob. This was not a good one, guys. No, Middle. it wasn't. It wasn't. Um, you know how uh, sometimes if you're a fan of a really terrible team in football, see people show up and they wear like paper bags over their heads? Yeah. This is the wrestling equivalent. I'm so ashamed to be covering this shit that I don't want my face shown on the internet. That's what this is. 
So, I mean, guys, I almost always come into my shows with a really sunny disposition. Ultimately, this is my job, man. This is what I do all the time. And I do it a lot. Like, I, I take in just, just being on screen and looking at a screen, that is at least 20 to 25 hours of my work week. And I love it, man. It's, it's really awesome. I couldn't think of anything else I would rather do in life than cover wrestling and MMA. Outside of that opening match on pay-per-view, this was one of the worst pay-per-views I have seen in years. It was just, it screamed holding pattern. It screamed pointless. It screamed nothing progressing. And I, like I said, man, I'm always optimistic about a show. This was not one of those shows. This is going to be a rare Fightful.com wrestling podcast. You're going to hear us tear a lot of stuff to shreds. Yeah, I was saying uh, that uh, the slogan for WWE since WrestleMania, it was basically the status quo. Get used to it because that's what you got. Nothing changes. Nothing matters. We're in a holding pattern until we decide to start some new stuff. Uh, And they could have done that in several areas tonight, but they chose not to. I I will go as far as to say... Raw after Raw SmackDown after Mania, Superstar Shakeup after Mania. We had the Go Home Show for Greatest Royal Rumble, Go Home Show for Backlash. We had the Greatest Royal Rumble, and we had Backlash. Out of those, I think ten shows. If you exclude debuts and people switching brands and returns, just throw all that out the window because that's just introductory stuff. As far as storyline progression, you could have gone without ninety percent of WWE programming throughout that period. And missed absolutely nothing. Legitimately, one of the best things on WWE programming for a month has been a guy punching another dude right in the penis. Yeah. And then they ran that into the ground tonight. I kind of like that. We'll get to that. But, I mean, there was... There's good and bad there. Let's go ahead and talk about this pre-show. We see a Miz Taraj reunion backstage. And why wouldn't there be... Uh, I did like that Dallas and Axel backstage were going through the list of people that they could uh, possibly team up with. And one says, Baron Corbin. And the other goes, nah, I've heard some rumors. that He's a bit of a lone wolf. <laughs> that, Bo Dallas, you know, this is the, the whole thing is the night started out promisingly. Like, you know, the pre-show was fine. Even with the pre- pre- presence of Rosenberg, because as we'll get to, I hope, uh, the Iconics came out and they dragged him. So that was great. This this thing was fine. The match was okay. Hey, we're getting good. We're starting out well. Yeah. Little the Iconics know. trolling Rosenberg was great. The Bailey-Sasha thing backstage was a little weird. Bailey yeah. wanted Sasha in her corner, but Sasha isn't having it. I'll take this opportunity to do uh, a last plug. Alex wearing the Luchador mask, the Mil Mascaris mask. We are actually sarcastic minority owners in Aralucha. And you all can hear more about that on every Wednesday's List and Your Boy Wrestling Podcast. It's myself and the owner of Fightful.com, Jimmy Van, the founder of Fightful.com, Jimmy Van. As uh, we you know, talk about some of the business of pro wrestling, just chop it up for about 90 minutes, have some guests. It's a good time. Ruby Riot defeated Bailey in about 10 minutes. Ruby Riot getting a lot more natural from that main roster work every week. She's great at selling. Uh, that match with Sasha Banks on Monday I thought was just awesome. 
Uh, there's nothing really outstanding about the work early in this match. It's almost weird at this point to see Bailey in a one-on-one TV match because we don't see them anymore. Riot does an awesome head scissors throw on Bailey into the second turnbuckle. I think that Riot's body language is really great. Bailey evens the odds. It's a suicide jerk and run on to Sarah Logan. Flying elbow drop on Riot gets two, and a distraction from Liv Morgan leads to a Riot kick for the win. In storyline, there is no reason why Ruby Riot shouldn't immediately be the number one contender. Right. Well, that's that's a problem we're going to run into a lot. Is you're going to run into a lot of people who pick up wins on this show and then aren't going to be rewarded with it in any way. I I don't expect Ruby Riot to be the next contender to, to Nia Jax. Should she be? Absolutely. Yeah. But- well, I, I expect her to be. I think she will be. I mean, that's just my personal expectation. That's not something I have any insight on, but. I think that the three members of the Riot Squad battling Nia Jax and Nia Jax, the fiery baby face, which we will get to overcoming that is a story that they'll do. Let's talk about the bright spot on this show. And this would be a bright spot on any show in wrestling history. This is, in my estimation, now one of the great Intercontinental Championship matches ever. This was awesome. The Miz and Seth Rollins, Alex. They started this show off, this pay-per-view show off on fire. Yeah, this this um this was so good. Uh, and it really it's one of those things where ha, I mean the the match that Rollins had with Balor uh on on Raw was was also fantastic. Rollins is just on fire. Um and, and it it makes me kind of sad that um that the Miz is going to have to wait at least for a while to get his icy gold back and break that record. Um, but uh, he proved tonight in this match beyond a shadow of a doubt that all those, the, the old Miz, the can't wrestle Miz, that guy's dead. This thing was, this wing was great. He was countering stuff. He was out there by himself. Didn't need to cheat. He was just being smart. Like that's the kind of that's the Miz I've been wanting to see. Didn't need his wife, you know, spray paying spraying perfume in somebody's eyes. He didn't need Dallas and Axel running running interference. He was out there doing really great stuff, and he almost picked up the win. So early in the match, uh, Miz clipped a flying Rollins where he was going up for the springboard. They go back and forth. I felt like WWE took a lot of the doubt out of this match based on the U.S. title booking of the last few weeks, and you were 100% on the money, Alex, a couple weeks ago, where I was giving credit to WWE for keeping us guessing with these inter-brand matches. That wasn't the case. They had no desire to create anything compelling whatsoever, and in fact, removed all doubt from this match because WWE is not going to take their Intercontinental title off of Ross, especially when the U.S. title is already on SmackDown and the Universal Championship is held by a guy who won't be there to defend it for a while. Yeah, no, this uh, this this match and uh, the way that uh, Seth Rollins has uh, been performing proves also that the Intercontinental Championship is the championship on Raw. The, the, the Universal title is a special attraction belt that is only defended whenever Brock bothers to show up. Um, now, would this be different if it was on the, sh- on the show every week? Maybe. I don't know. But, uh, but you certainly can't say that, that what we've always kind of thought of and hoped that it would be 
the IC belt would be the work rate belt. And it, it is, it's, it so is in Rollins' hands. And uh, uh, whether he continues with Balor or gets a new challenger, I expect him to continue to have fire matches as long as he's got that belt on his waist. So uh, X-Factor face buster from Seth Rollins. He was wearing the green and the black tonight. Think that was intentional? I mean, I liked it. I thought it was good. I, I did not make the connection with the, with the green and the black um, that you did, but I thought it was a cool wrinkle. I haven't seen him use that. Me either. Um, uh, but this is, this is the thing about this match is that each guy was pulling out stuff they hadn't used yeah. before to try and to try and get victories. And, and this this match felt like it meant something, even if sure the title did. wasn't on the line. Oh, WWE has it went to great like lengths to make something. Rollins their workhorse. They they have really established yeah. him as the raw workhorse. He's 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 outstanding. He's never also he's never been as over as he is right now. Like this, as, as a baby face outside oh, yeah. of the shield, I would agree. Absolutely, as I'm saying, as the shield broke up, this guy's like just he's stratospheric. So you could you could easily use that to give a real rub to somebody else if you needed to. Um, uh, but I I mean I'm I'm here for as long. They can keep that belt on him for as long as they want. He's doing such a great job. So Rollins rolls through a skull crushing finale. Can't get the pin. Miz drops Rollins across the apron again, but Rollins catches him with a gunslinger, the old school Billy Gunn a swinging side slam. Only uh, Rollins set out with it looked awesome. It was basically a swinging side effect. A frog splash for two. Rollins goes for a revolution knee on the apron and hits the ring post. That spot was so goddamn good, Alex. An incredible yeah. spot. And again, I keep meaning of all the things I ask people. I still have not gotten around to asking anybody what they make those ring posts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. There's always something else that comes up in the conversation and I can never get get out. Oh, hey, by the way, what are those goddamn ring posts made out of? Because they sound incredible. Yeah, it, it it feels to me like there's a, I mean, uh, maybe this is obvious. There's a panel, then a tiny little space, and then something harder than that panel. That the, When there's some give, so when, yeah. that when you hit the panel, it smacks into the other thing. It makes that great sound. I don't oh, know. You know those things that you saw when you were a kid, and you're like, "Oh, me or my friend could go through that, but it wouldn't really hurt." Yeah, yeah. yeah. There are I, still some things I look at at Lowe's, and I'm like, "I wonder yeah. how how much did that is I, is that like a New Japan table that Cody got stomped right, through over right. the weekend, or is that maybe a little bit flimsy?" The, the problem is, is you're walking through Lowe's and you see that door over there and say, I can go through that. <laughs> yeah. And then your friend tries to throw you through it. And you look like Shane McMahon taking a bump from Kurt Angle and came to the ring. <laughs> yeah. You know? So you don't actually want to do that. Um, oh, yeah. But, yeah, that, that spot, um, it, again, this is just the Miz having that move scouted. And, like, he's behind me. He's grabbed my wrist. He's going to go for that knee. What do I do? I jump off the apron. Like, that's just really smart and in-the-moment thinking. There was another spot, too where he was uh, down on his knees and uh, Rollins was going for that super kick uh, sidekick thing. He, he knocked that away, turned him around, got right in position to get the, the um, uh, skull crushing finale. That was another great move where he, again, I love the Miz as being just, he's a, he's a shit heel, but he's not dumb. He's smart and he's got his, his opponent scouted. I really like that a lot as, as his modus operandi. 
shouldn't be a surprise. Tyson Kidd produced this match. He's been on fire lately, too. I was going to save that for the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, but I saw right after I put out a a uh, match order that one had already leaked online, so that's not something I'll use for my exclusives of the week, but probably some stuff from Raw and SmackDown in there. Uh, Tyson Kidd, particularly working with Seth Rollins, seems to be like a match made in heaven, yeah? Yeah, this is – it's is there, it's so great together. Like, this is the thing is I, I keep thinking about how kind of – I mean, I don't know, top heavy ish that both brands are as far as people that I mean, I like we're going to talk to talk about it. But you brought over Bobby Lashley to have him do absolutely nothing. He hasn't gotten one second of mic time on TV since he's been back. There are like because there's nothing. It's just super overloaded. But there's all kinds of things you could do if you're not going to continue Seth and Finn, then Seth and pick a name. Could yeah. be doing great stuff. Great stuff. I noticed that they didn't bring like the club to the show tonight, which I'm happy about. If they're not going to use them on the show, right. don't make them go away from their family for a day. For the yeah, love yeah. of God. So uh, back in the ring, the Miz applies the figure four. Rollins reverses the pl- pressure. The crowd was cooking for this. Yeah. Huge enziguri for Rollins, but a series ends in Miz getting a skull crushing finale for two. We get the superplex, but Miz uh, reverses the Falcon Arrow when Rollins' knee gives out. Skull-crushing finale again for two. A perfect pay-per-view opener. After another super skull-crushing finale misses, Rollins lands a stomp for the win. Amazing match. On my, I give uh, my out of 10 ratings, and they are up on Fightful.com right now. This one got an 8.5 out of 10, and that is just... That's greatness right there. I really consider this one of the the better Intercontinental Championship matches just ever. They have remarkable chemistry with one another. Yeah, it's one of those things where, uh, for me, I, I it's always hard for me to judge it outside of the night that I that I'm that it, whatever else is around it. And this was by far so many leaps and bounds better than anything else on the show tonight. That in that context. It's like a 12 for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, well, the but thing is, in, in my match ratings, basically the way it's set up is if it gets to a six on that sliding scale, it's above average. I had three matches at six or above, which is pretty solid. But in the context of the entire evening and the pacing of this yep. show and how it got dragged out, it was excruciating. It was yeah. just, yeah, it was very frustrating. It's, it's, I would, I would like to see how I would judge it compared to like other really good matches on a regular really good pay-per-view but it's that was not this to me. well this this match i mean i was i was watching that with fresh eyes it was the second match on the show so exactly exactly wwe raw women's championship nia Jax defeated alexa bliss in about 10 and a half minutes rollins and miz got 20 and a half minutes by the way Bliss jumps on the back of Nia. I love the way they played off of her susceptibility to be submitted, although they didn't bring it up on commentary. That was the thought between Alexa Bliss and Nia Jax. And you could tell. Like, that's something that they probably, or, or Sarah Stock, who produced this match, probably said, okay, let's play off that. But for whatever reason, the commentary didn't bring it up. Nia heaved Alexa around a bit, and I thought she did pretty well doing so. My problem with the match is Nia, twice the size of Alexa, Grabs Alexa from outside the ring, pulling her hair, cheating. And then Alexa, very bravely, kicks her in the face. 
and then uses the ropes to choke Nia. Am I supposed to feel bad for Nia in that situation? She just cheated. No, I mean, this, yes, I understand what you were saying, and I, I, and I agree with you. Uh, largely, this match was, was booked as, as, you know, two women trying to do whatever they can to win. And these, there's no love lost between these two, yeah. is a, a, a familiar phrase. Um, but yeah, that, that was a weird spot. I mean, I'm fine with it. It's just a weird thing of like, it's hard, to, it's hard enough to build sympathy for your baby face when yeah. she's three times the size of the, of the heel. So, you know, it's, that's yeah. my thing. And in any other match, I probably wouldn't have minded it as much, but this one where they've tried real hard to get sympathy for Naya over the last several months. Yeah. I'm like, why, why do you got to resort to that? I mean, like the, 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 I hope you are right. That Ruby riot bringing along her little besties is the next challenger for Nia Jax, because that's, how you can build sympathy for her, have her go up against a faction, get three people who are ganging up on her when the referee's down after a you know, rough bump or something. Like there's things you can do to do that, but just having like, you know, there's bad blood between her and Alexa Bliss. Well, yeah, there's bad blood between them and there's, you know, a 170 pound weight difference. So that should kind of cancel out all the bad blood. Jax goes for a super Samoan drop, gets rear naked choke. Bliss switches to a guillotine, then gets squishered into the turnbuckles. Nia slings Bliss around recklessly, but gets dumped over the top rope on a Vader bomb attempt. I thought that looked great. Outside the ring, Bliss drops face across the stairs with the DDT, but she can't get Jax to throw her in the ring. Once we get back there, Alexa reverses another Super Samoan drop, kicks Nia's leg out, but eventually Nia gets it for the win. You know, I, I like the match. I know a lot of people didn't. Some people thought it was sloppy, but I thought it was legitimately the second or third best match on the show. Not that that's a, a high bar exactly, but between these two women, I couldn't have imagined them having a better match. I really still believe that WrestleMania should have been a 10-second squash and then built to this to rebuild Alexa a little bit. Yep. What did you think of the in-ring performance before we get to the promo? Uh, it's fine. It's fine. You know, like there's, there's Nia Jax has had much better matches with other people in the past and can have better matches than they're, they're not a great pairing because like Nia works best as a heel or at least not somebody you have to protect, you know, like, oh, we we can't have her do something that's too, that's too, uh, you know, aggressive. Otherwise, you know, people won't root for her. Like when she's grabbing people by the hair and slinging them back and forth in the barricade on either side of her, that's that's the that's peak Nia Jax. Um, this is not it's not util- utilizing her to her best abilities. Um, and uh, Alexa can, can be really great and crafty, but not when she's trying to sink in a guillotine on this much much larger woman. It just it doesn't. They're not utilized properly. But overcoming all of that, this was fine. I'm I'm glad that this is seemingly the end of this, and we're moving on to something else. Yeah, I don't but think so, I'll buddy. Never ever put it past them to not know when they've beaten the dead horse to death. I said that I wanted a two turkey legs on a pole match. Yeah, to solve this one after the match. Alexa is crying at ringside, and Nia cuts an anti body shaming promo. They they shoehorn in be a star 
This was dog shit bad. The crowd turned on her. However, I bet WWE thinks that she knocked it out of the park. They will isolate the sound. They will use this in a PSA. They'll use it in whatever. They think that she knocked it out of the park. This is my speculation. I haven't heard anything. I have asked. But uh, I'll find out later this week. They say, and then at the end, she goes, in the end, a bully always gets her ass kicked or gets their ass kicked. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the promo? It's very obvious why they did it because they had the be a star stuff queued up for Michael Cole right after that. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it's forced. It's written for her. I mean, I don't I don't blame her for as bad as it was. I, I it was, it's 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 disingenuous. Listen, yeah. like it, it, this this company, I swear, they're just they don't they're completely tone deaf. We're like, hey, we're anti bullying, and as we'll see later, no, you're not. You're not. You're not anti bullying. Well, Alex just disappeared from the show, apparently. So. Here I am. Uh, as far as Alex saying that they are anti-bullying and stuff, it, it's ultimately a show rooted in conflict. Now Alex is back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, what, what what I'm saying is that to have Naya go out there and just kind of here go out there and and do this thing in front of this this these fans who are probably not respected respectful to this thing. That's that's hard to. Um, to get any anything across in that situation. The one thing that is interesting to me is Alexa Bliss is a fine little actress. She's not that good. So the tears are something that I wonder if it's something where she was using the fact that she was really happy for her friend in real life, Nia Jax, to get some, some tears worked up because she looked just destroyed by this whole moment. And you would hope that this is a moment for the character of Alexa Bliss to maybe take a new tack and yeah, move so somewhere I think, else. Oh, in, I think you know, I think she's going to see the error of her ways and help Nia against the Riot Squad. That's what needs to happen, but not what I am expecting to happen because the WWE will be like, "Oh, now she's just really angry," and and that's what that's what tomorrow's going to be. Yeah, tomorrow's there's no happen. there's no layering to a character. Elias is in the ring, says that he's friends with Bruce Springsteen, who, who only regrets being from New Jersey. He's mm-hmm. interrupted by the New Day, who say they want to jam out with Elias. They have instruments. Rusev Day follow. They get an amazing pop. He call, Rusev calls them bootleg Bob Dylan and the Booty Boys. Elias <laughs> makes JoJo go through his intro again, but no way Jose, Brizongo, Titus Worldwide come out next with a conga line. Bobby Roode is next out, hits a glorious DDT on Elias. Crowd went crazy for this segment. Rusev has to stop English from joining the conga line. And then Bobby Roode goes full Terry Taylor with that robe. What'd you think of this? (laughs) Oh, somebody's been reading my dream journal. (laughs) Well, see, the thing is, (laughs) when I saw your tweet, it, it virtually listed every single one of these guys. And I'm like, ah, Alex. Don't worry, now, man. Now, my 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 tweet stemmed from it's the best of both worlds, you know, big gas. And I'm like, no, that's not the best of any world. Um, uh, so there are all these people like the Usos are the best of the WWE. 
They're not on this thing. There's all sorts of people who I consider to be part of the best of both worlds. Ballard wasn't there. They're, yeah. Yeah, they're not on. They're on the card. Um, at least they found a way to put all these people that the, the audience wants to see and wants to cheer for in the same in, in on the on the card. Also, you know, Sean, there's only one night a year when the stars of SmackDown and the stars of Raw go head to head in musical competition, and it's tonight on Backlash. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa! What about that shitty WWE Network commercial? <laughs> yeah, there's that too. So. Uh... <clears throat> the thing is, I got the run sheet at about 7 p.m. Eastern, and it's hard for me to get text messages back from people backstage around that time for obvious reasons. So all I, all that was listed on the run sheet was like Elias performance, yada, yada. So I sent a text message to a person backstage and said, who is Elias working with? And they replied immediately and said, who isn't he working with? And I, <laughs> to which I replied, thanks, Dick. <laughs> and apparently I'm the Dick because yeah, they were absolutely right. You work with everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, they worked with everybody. I yeah. thought this was fine. I, this, I thought it was fun. This was this was legitimately like my second most favorite thing on the whole show. It does make you wonder, as, as even though I liked it, it does make you wonder why it happened when this show went to 1130 Eastern. Well, this is the thing. Is here's why it happened because because they want to sell uh, extra Rusev Day shirts. Mm-hmm. So we saw him tonight, and like the kid says, I remember how much I love that guy. Let's like it's it's listen. This is it's all a money grabbing to get people to, talking about stuff. And sure. this is this is legitimately the most fun of the night. Is this, and that's that's great. You part of the night should be fun. Yeah. Not not all of the night should be bad booking decisions and 20 minutes of rest holds. Some of the night should be fun. Well, if if you wanted a rest hold, Alex, Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Sloppy. Not a damn person cared about this match. Orton hit a nice drop kick. We get a one man poetry in motion off the stairs. Then Orton sing bombs Jeff Hardy on the barricade a bunch of times. Jeff Hardy's flat backed in the middle of the ring while Orton's just like staring at him forever. I don't know what was going on there. The wheels are turning in the mind of the Viper. It's pretty much what they were doing where he does those stomps. And I'm like, bro, your opponent, his shoulders are down. Yeah. Uh, I want to say something that, that that moment when they said the when Cole says the wheels are turning in the mind of the Viper was second on the list of peak Michael Cole of the night. Number one, which we skipped over was when he called Seth Rollins the King Slayer. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, it's going to be a long night, Michael, if you're bringing that out now. My my thoughts when he said the wheels are turning, I'm like, apparently they're not because his opponent is pinned in the ring and he ain't doing shit. <laughs> he ain't doing shit. The hamster fell off that wheel, I think. I, I hate to be that guy, but man, besides a nice pop live and some cool RKOs, a little bit of merchandise money, what does Randy Orton give WWE in 2018? I mean, no, nothing. Well, he had a front suplex onto the ropes. Jeff misses that corner drop kick, which is called the Hardiac Arrest now. I kind of like that name. Mm-hmm. Twist of Fate and a Swanton Bomb. I think it, gosh, I think it was Robbie Fox from Barstool Sports that pointed out on Twitter. I think it was him that there was an interview where he talked about or he being Jeff, talked about how he used to take care of his opponents as best he could on the Swanton, but it ended up hurting his tailbone a little too much, and now he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. I buy it. Yeah. <laughs> buy uh, it. Yeah. 
my my wife was in the room for this match, and she's like, "Who's that guy? I haven't my seen him. Oh, he's, he's been injured." Yeah, and uh, um, I was talking about Jeff Hardy. He's like, "He's like, what is he wearing?" And I was like, "He's wearing the costume he used to wear 18 years ago." <laughs> Trip pants? Is that what they're called? I don't know. I know I knew guys who wore those pants in 1999, but yeah, I've well, never I seen them. I, I'm saying I I I've never seen them outside of that time period on Shout anyone out else. To, but uh, Jeff my Hardy. friend Courtney Jarrells for the name of those pants, but I th- it reminds me of like that electro goth video where everybody's under the bridge dancing. Yes, like you yes. know, like yeah. he and Roman Reigns 2015 shop at the same place. <laughs> Like it's one of those things. Yeah. Like I need my goddamn carpenter pants and I need them now. Yeah. I mean those 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 are those are big baggy cargo-y jeans. They're they got the 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 uh what's it called? Um contrast stitching. So they're yeah. black, but they got white stitching, so it oh, stands yeah. out. Cool, hip. Um it looks like he's about to go paint a fence. <laughs> but I, I just love the idea that that he and Matt Bought like seventy pairs of those things in 1999. Yeah. He's got them in a storage locker somewhere. Matt's never- been through like twenty different other kinds of gear since yeah. then, but Hardy hasn't. <laughs> oh man, this wasn't good. It was a sloppy mm. snoozer. Orton at 38 is pretty much what he's always been, just not as. Uh, he's nobody he's, cares. He's got things that get the crowd amped as uh, a. Um, anticipation thing. Oh, oh, he's in the ropes. That's uh, the Viper's about to strike with the draping DDT. And that's the thing. Like everyone's just waiting for certain things. He's a guy who goes out on tour as this old classic rock band and just plays the hits. And you just wonder which, where in the set list is that song going to be played, but it's definitely getting played because that's all he's got. Nothing, nothing from the new album. Let's be honest, there isn't a new album. Yeah. Hardy is inconsistent at best at age 40. I mean, the fact that he had what I thought was an excellent match with Jinder Mahal on Raw a few weeks ago, and since then, it's been, like, bed shitting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Daniel Bryan defeated Big Cass in 7 minutes, 45 seconds via submission. I did not expect this. I also did not expect a We Want Enzo chant, but, you know, Jersey. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Bryan immediately targets the leg and the knee of Big Cass. Cass gets a Canadian backbreaker, but Daniel uh, manages a drop to hold into the turnbuckle, which sets up a yes kick or some yes kicks and drop kicks. Uh, Cass counters it with a big free fall flapjack. And then in pretty quick order, Bryan kicks Cass in the head and taps him out with a yes lock. The ref pretty audibly called for them to go home in this match. I don't have any information yet on what happened. You better believe I'm, I'm trying to find out. But seven minutes, 45 seconds. I thought Big Cass is going to win for sure. For sure. For I sure. I, I, you know, yeah. I almost thought that if they were going to go with a Big Cass push, it was probably the right decision to have him win. Very yeah. rarely will you see me say uh, having one of the most popular guys in the company not win is the wrong decision. But I really thought this is how – they would establish him, but instead they had him kick Daniel Bryan's ass after the match. Right. It it, it did feel to me because they were doing the weird thing of like, oh, this big, big cast is being certainly being arrogant. He's in there with one of the all time greats. You'd, you'd think he wouldn't be so showy. And what what a like they were kind of admonishing him during the match 
um, if they didn't let him get his heat back afterwards, uh, a friend of mine said it was uh, kind of ascension Like, we're, we're yeah. punishing you in some way uh, because we don't like, you know, your whatever. And it, 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 it just felt odd. But... He got his heat back at the end of the at the end of the match. That's the major deal. Is that yes, he lost. So we get a a visual thing of yes, Daniel Bryan is better than him than wrestling, but Big Cass is bigger than Daniel Bryan, so he beats him up. Okay, great. So so where is this now that it wasn't before? Because all we saw before was Big Cass beat up Daniel Bryan, so we know he can beat up Daniel Bryan, and now we after this match we know he can still beat up Daniel Bryan. Great. It's another one of these things where even if the match isn't a title match, because the title match is, good Lord, we know, no titles changed hands, because they're not gonna, because house show. And, but now, even in the non-title matches, nothing really changes, and we just keep moving into this holding pattern. Like, Money in the Bank is, what, six weeks away? Yeah. So, they, they could have jump-started a whole bunch of stuff tonight. But instead, they're waiting to do it on TV, I guess. So I wonder. I mean, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff getting people into Money in the Bank matches. WWE cannot go with holding pattern horse shit for six weeks. I mean, they can, and they possibly will. But my God, you got to do some stuff. This is your opportunity. I mean, I really, I said it a few weeks ago. I said it's probably going to be after Backlash when they reset everything. If they're not going to do it at Greatest Royal Rumble and make anything happen out of that, they Oh, it's so frustrating, man. Like I, mean, I said, I come into this this stuff so optimistic because it's a real cool job, but, man. But, but here's, damn, here's what they here's what they could have done. They could have given everybody in the company the, um, the a month off from from April from the end of from WrestleMania until now. And during that thing. and during that time, held a draft, and everyone shows up tomorrow and the day after on their new shows. And we get going. And then everyone's healthy and we move on. But instead, they had all of this. Well, they've, us- had a, they've had a reduced road schedule. I mean, they, I mean, well, outside of flying overseas all the time. But they right. ain't getting a month off. The USA ain't letting that happen. Oh, That's no. millions of dollars. I, I totally understand that. But what I'm saying is, for all that, what we've, where we've gone in the last month, what we've gotten is new tag champs instead of vacant. And that's about it. Uh, according to Miz on the post show, they're getting SmackDown Money in the Bank qualifiers. There should be Money in the Bank qualifiers. There should be like 14 of those goddamn things on episodes of Raw and SmackDown over the next five, six weeks. There should be oh. a ton of them. There is should be a, just a bunch of them. Is it a dual-branded match? It should be. It should be like four Raw stars, four SmackDown stars. Both of them should be. That's what I, that's what I think, too. I don't, I don't want... I don't want one or the other, yeah. Yeah, one or the other. I don't, I don't want one of each. Here's the SmackDown Money in the Bank match. Here's the Raw Money in the Bank yeah. match. I don't need that either. <sighs> WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Carmella defeated Charlotte Flair in about 10 minutes and 10 seconds. Charlotte misses a boot by a mile on Carmella, who's mocking Ric Flair. Carmella's new girls or new gear is cool. She looks like a star. She powders out, gets dragged in the ring. While holding on to the apron, Charlotte misses a plancha, eats a super kick. Carmella works over Flair. This is does some surfboard stomps, but this is just if this went without that, 
it's one of those things where if you pull a couple things from a show, pull two or three spots out of a show, it could make it drastically better. If so many other matches were going to have rest hold spots, this one didn't need it because it's real hard for a lot of people to get behind daughter of Ric Flair getting methodically worked over by daughter of Paul Van Dale, who had to use nefarious means to get the championship to begin with. Uh, I do love Carmella's code of silence. She applies that move so well. Uh, She makes it look really, really good. It's reversed really well, but Charlotte tweaks her knee on a moonsault attempt. Carmella kicks her in the knee and gets the pin clean as a whistle. As a clean whistle, anyway. I'm sure there are filthy whistles out there. This wasn't good. No, no, it wasn't. Um, But I I appreciated that um, Carmella got the victory without chicanery, at least too much of it. Um, I, I, I do love her. Uh, just, just being the worst, you know, like just yelling hilarious, man, just, just, just yelling, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair. That's really good. That's good stuff. Um, uh, I, I also, (laughs) I also really just love, she's, if you're going to be that kind of obnoxious heel, I mean, do it well. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard for me to root for for Charlotte anyway. You know, it's hard for me to root. She's she's much better as a heel. Um, I, I like this program. I like that they're having Carmella at least stand up to her in some way and not have to resort to, I don't know, hitting her with a belt or something. Uh, I, I prefer it this way. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you're going to, the whole, I landed on my feet and now my knee hurts is something I just kind of wish was done and we're, we're done with in wrestling, but I'm about funny. done with Google hangouts. Yeah. We it's lost you for a minute there. Uh, with Sean, what I was talking about was uh, the, um, I jumped and now I landed on my feet and now my knee hurts is a thing that I just see way too often now. Yeah. And it just it makes me go, okay, well, right. I, I saw that two matches ago and I'm kind well, of, let me it. tell you the older I get, the more realistic that spot gets. <laughs> I, I have a very, very, very nice vertical leap. I mean, it's a real, real good one. Like if I could dribble pass, shoot, play defense and run plays as well as I could jump, I might be a decent basketball player. However, once I get up, to whatever I'm box jumping onto, getting down, I think, you know, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> it was not worth it at all. So I, I can relate, can relate. Mm. WWE Championship match: AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura goes 21 minutes before it double finish. For all the people who said WWE wouldn't use Nakamura right on the main roster, this is his fifth fifth championship match since August on pay per view. Won the Royal Rumble, so. Considering what he has delivered in the ring, I can't disagree with that notion more. I think that you know, this is probably one of his better matches too, and it wasn't anything blow away by any means. Like it was, it was okay. It was fine, well, above I mean, average in my estimation. I mean, devil's advocate uh, for those people. Not that I agree with them, but uh, they did put him in the in in the ring with Jinder twice and had him had him do the job twice. So that that kind of sucked at the time. Like sure. it felt, it felt like oh crap! You brought him up to have him job out to Jinder, who we all hate. 
this thing now with with AJ, this is a different different story. Um, I'm I'm interested in this mm-hmm. to a point. <laughs> when you do a double count out at Greatest Royal Rumble, I think that's fine. We're building to a big time match at Backlash where something's going to happen. Something did happen. Nut shots happened. Two nut shots. One of them was double. And then nothing happened. And now we get another holding pattern for this for this thing, holding until money in the bank. Cat and mouse to start. Styles hits a great drop kick. Nakamura turns the tides and runs Styles under the stairs. Nakamura hits a series of knees on the apron. A big kick. More knees land. You know the drill with Nakamura. That's that's what his style is based on. Styles tries to springboard off the barricade but gets his leg kicked out. A dragon sleeper from Nakamura gets turned into a, a sleeper suplex that AJ flips through. Styles gets hung up on the ropes, eats more knees. A second rope Kinshasa lands for two, as does a landslide. Nakamura goes for a chair, but Styles battles back. Uh, Nakamura ends up getting that reverse exploder under the chair. This spot, man, Styles cracked Nakamura in the knee with a chair, and the chair came right back and just busted Styles' face open. This was a horrible, like, unfortunate freak accident. I did think it added to the match. Yeah. No, a it, lot. It did. Happy accident. It did. It's it's, it's part of why I, I disliked the finish of the match so much. Because this match felt like it had something. There were real heat in it. They were they were going along. It was like the, the, all, everything surrounding the chair was all really good stuff. Um, that, that moment uh, bounced off the knee and not just the chair. But like the, the like the the frame of the chair, like where the the top is, that part, like right on the cheekbone, that that like AJ is gonna feel that on Wednesday morning, like that's that's bad news. Yeah. Um, he also didn't look too good for the first forty five seconds after that, and I was like, yeah. "Where's your concussion protocol testing in the ring?" Because <laughs> that looked nasty. Yeah, he's um, okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. So shortly after that, Calf Crusher gets reversed into a triangle, but Nakamura's put on the apron and knocked off. Back in the ring, Styles hit this awesome forearm to the back of the head. Oh, my God, that looked great. And then uh, an Ushigiroshi, a Pele kick lands, but then both men hit each other right in the penis. First Nakamura, then Styles throws one back. I was like, oh, here we go. This is what you build to. This is what you built to for weeks and weeks and weeks. Then they stand up to simultaneously kick each other right in the penis is. That was art, Alex. No, no. The the double nut kick was absolutely art. That art should not have ended the match, though. Correct. I, I understand that it would be really tough for me to kick to stand up. After, you know, in 10 seconds after getting the second nut shot in the past minute or whatever. Um, but therefore, maybe you figure out a different way of doing things. Because, um, yeah, that was that was frustrating. Because it really felt like the match, the match at Mania, AJ won, but it was only really to set up the big heel turn from Nakamura. Nakamura on screen as a heel has been brilliant. All the stuff where he's like, Hitting Kinshasa on uh, on uh, AJ's friends, like just to get at him, 
like missing him on purpose to come back and hit him a second time. Like all that stuff he's doing is amazing. So at Greatest Royal Rumble, I talked about this. You have that double cannot finish to, to build to a big blow off, big rubber match and backlash. And they kick <laughs> each other nuts and they can't answer the, answer the 10 count. And the, of course, now, now the WWE has the referees tweeting out like why they made certain decisions. You see this? Jason Ayers is like, uh, well, I, uh, while I didn't, didn't want this to end on a double count out. I had to think of the best intent, best intentions for for. for it's the, their way of the, the NBA predators. addressing referee screw ups. I oh think. I think that's what they're really doing. Is. It's hot, hot in the streets for hot, NBA. Hot in the streets. Yeah. Human tornado would have won this WWE championship match. He has the balls of steel. He just pimp slaps people after they kick him in the balls. At Money in the bank. I want WWE to hang a pair of the truck nuts above the ring. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles Nakamura. You don't get it down. You got to go up there and punch it until it flies off. Mm-hmm. That's the winner. Yeah. If this were 1999, that shit would be booked. Yeah. Booked. Or alter- alternatively, you could take the nuts down. The first man to hit the other man in the nuts with the nuts wins the match. Also a possibility. You're right. If that were 1999 WCW, that's how it would be booked. Well, fortunately for you guys, it can be 1999 if you visit FightfulSelect.com because I got that 1999 WF Backlash review up there. I also reviewed WWF SummerSlam 2000. Forgot how much crazy shit happened on that show. Speaking of Fightful Select, whether you're a subscriber or not, you can head over to FightfulSelect.com right now. Submit questions for the Q&A podcast that is filming this Wednesday or Thursday. Like I said, even if you're not a subscriber, you can submit questions. Ask as many as you want. FightfulSelect.com. Just give it a glance. Go over there. Hit your little clickety-clacks on your keyboard. See what we have to offer. Lots of different packages up there. Not the type of packages we saw kicked tonight. Strowman and Lashley defeated Owens and Zayn in 8 minutes, 40 seconds. This was also not good. Crowd is dead. This is what happens when you build a brand over individual talents. You don't give anybody anything to care about. And that's when they care about multiple people in this match. Lashley is just a promo-less guy, and now he's a babyface in peril just a few weeks later. Strowman comes in, mows everybody down. Zayn tries to leave. Owens wants to fight. Zayn throws him back in the ring. KO returns the favor. Zayn and Owens seemed like Patterson and Briscoe 1999 here. They seemed like stooges. Yeah, well, they, uh, yeah. Um, they we finally gotten these two guys to a point where we love them as a team. We 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 wonder how could these guys have ever been um, against each other? They're so perfect together. They really love each other. Like there's this great backstage thing after they're after they were both cheered like kings in Montreal, and they have this great backstage uh, fallout video uh, where they're talking about how we should be cheered like this everywhere, even in. And Kevin can't think of a name, and so Sami Zayn helps him out. Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie is the exact city I was thinking of. Like, these guys are great together. Yeah. So what does WWE do? They're going to break them up. Because, yeah, we'll of course see. they are. I mean, well, I mean, if, if, here's the thing. If tonight, where they were, like, throwing each other in to get power moves from the other guys, isn't leading to a breakup, and it's just more placeholding, like, even though I don't want them to break up, that's even less 
Yeah, I'd rather them do a compelling breakup than a non-compelling thing where they stay together. After the match, Braun and Bobby, just they're dicks, man. They beat up Owens and Zayn. This is really Hogan in the 80s style babyface booking. Let's be dicks. It's really, it's a really good thing that WWE came out as anti-bullying earlier in the night. Otherwise, we might think that <laughs> that, that 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 if you if you beat up um, your opponents who you just beat fair and square in the actual match, after the match you beat them up when they're pleading with you not to. If you do that, then you're probably one of the good guys. Yeah, there's no reason Bobby Lashley shouldn't be a heel against Braun Strowman right now. It's a guy who could probably help Braun a little bit. Some of his stuff, I mean, Bobby works really good with bigger dudes. Yeah, and for long time. And Braun could absolutely give the rub to, to anybody right now. Give it to Stroke, give it to Lashley. I was I was I was thinking, oh well, obviously in this match, because this is the right thing to do, and everyone knows this is the right thing to do, Lashley's gonna turn on Strowman, and now you've got your two hosses that that can battle for the for throughout the summer. Yeah, they have a big blow off match in some. They have a blow off match at Extreme Rules in July, where it's a, what's it? You know, it's a I don't know. It's a Lashley. He was whatever. great. He was so good as a heel in Impact. Like I've said this oh, a million man. times. He woke up one day and he said, "I'm the baddest motherfucker in this company, and I'm going to start acting like it every single week." And I, his promos exuded it. His yeah. work exuded it. I keep trying to explain that to my friend who doesn't who had never watched him on Impact. And yeah. he's like, he remember, remembers him as just this really athletic guy who was totally non-charismatic back when he was in WWE. And I'm like, I totally get where you're coming from. If you didn't watch him be the guy mm-hmm. who knew he was the guy in, in Impact. Then he was he, so good. He's a totally different guy now, but you wouldn't know that because, as I said, he hasn't had one second of TV mic time since he's been back. Yeah. Like, WWE just announced... Favors. WWE just announced Alexa Bliss has sustained a shoulder injury. More information to follow. Of course, we will follow that up on the Raw show tomorrow night. Roman Reigns defeated Samoa Joe. This also not good. The crowd loved Joe. They were hot for him when he came out. That did not last long. No. He attacks Reigns before the bell. Uranagi's in through a table. The announcers mentioned, I think, approximately 42 times the match hadn't started yet. Then it does. After this big, brutal ass kicking... Joe applies a head vice. And man, I love Samoa Joe's work. And I know that some people are going to defend the pace of this match. Is, uh, He's a heel. Shout out to Bruce Pritchard for that one. But no, nah, this was just boring work. This was really boring stuff. You got a suicide forearm. You got a boot to drive by. You got a series of coquina clutches that Reigns got out of. A spear, foot on the ropes, Rusev Day chant subsequently. Coquina clutch, another pin attempt, Coquina clutch, spear, win, bed shitter, this one. And I got to say, John Cone didn't do them any favors because in spots where he could have went away from the it's a shoot type of deal, there were two spots in this match where pins were supposed to happen in quick fashion but they ended up pinning the person for like five or six seconds because Cone was like, shoulder, shoulder, eh, eh. Yeah. Not a lot went right in this match. <sighs> Man, what like what are they doing? Yeah, this is um uh, awful. 
I get you can't main event with the WWE Championship match ending the way that it did, but son well, maybe, of a bitch, man, this is bad. Maybe don't have it end that way. Anyway, yeah. um, this was so bad, and I'm I'm not going to blame Samoa Joe for it. The, the, he was he was in a, a lose situation when they were like, Here's I'm, I'm going to blame them both for it because they were the ones calling the goddamn match, and they called a rest spot at 11.15 p.m. Eastern. So I will blame I personally, I'll say, yeah, I mean, that was either on whoever produced the match and called right. that or called that spot. That was not what this crowd wanted. It's no. not what they needed. It's not what the event called for. It was a spot either called by one of the two guys, both right. of whom have work that I greatly respect, admire, and like. But, man, this was ill-advised. Why I'm not blaming Joe or Roman in this case is because this was so bad, it could only have come from one man. You know what I mean? Like, this is how we're going to get him over. He's going to get worked over for 20 minutes. This just, he's going to put it, put his head in the vice and then he's going to get out of it. And he's gonna, you know he's gonna what? Fear. Like that. Honestly, the vice. Yeah. He's going to put is, his head in a vice. That is. Yeah. Get out of it. And then he's going to, he's going to put his foot on our ropes. You can't get out of a goddamn vice. It's a vice. <laughs> uh, that's why they call it a vice because you can't get out of it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's terrible. Um, uh, this is this is this is this didn't make any sense. Somehow, the whole thing is if you if you had ended it with this amazing spot where Joe caught him in the drive by and dragged him in for a coquina clutch, and that's how you put him to sleep. For God's sake, the man was out in Joe's arms. And the ref was like, nah, I'm not going to call it yet. When you totally would have called it for any other person yeah. on the roster, you would have called him out. There's this great thing that I retweeted, um, you retweeted, where you actually can see the ref wasn't there. He was in a bad position. But yeah. Roman absolutely tapped out to the, the clutch. Nah, that didn't happen. We're going to move on. Like, um, I don't understand who this serves. Like, Roman isn't served by this. Everyone hates this. More of this is not the way to to to, to get him. Be- oh, you know they'll love it if we do it a tenth time. No, 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 that doesn't help. And Joe now Joe's got to show up on SmackDown on Tuesday. And be like, hey, all that stuff I said about Roman, how he can't beat anybody. Uh, turns out that was all uh, a lie, and he beat me anyway. Now I think I should be in the WWE Championship picture. Like that doesn't help him. It help. It hurts both people. And so now. We're just left with, eh. Like, here's the thing. you got this match that effectively means nothing because one guy's going to, to SmackDown, the other guy's staying on Raw, so no matter who wins, it doesn't really matter. But if you had said, if you had given Roman a definitive loss to Samoa Joe after losing to Brock all those times, it would give him something to work against in his, in his storyline, as well as sending Samoa Joe over to SmackDown where he could say to, to AJ Styles, Listen, stop, stop, you know, dancing around with you guys' dicks in each other's hands with, with Nakamura. I'm your next contender. And you know Joe could make that promo work, and there you got your triple threat match and money in the bank. But now it's like, why is Joe even going to get a shot? He doesn't deserve it. What, I, you know, there are only so many times you can go into the Roman Reigns thing. I think he is, I think he's a good act and a good wrestler. Yeah. But not the way he's being used. Not the way he's being used. I like you said. Who does it serve? Also worth noting on this show, 
Finn Balor, Mickey James, Ronda Rousey, Natalia, Bludgeon Brothers, The Usos, Jinder Mahal, Dolph Ziggler, Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, Matt Hardy, Bray Wyatt, Authors of Pain, Ember Moon, uh, The Club, Shelton Benjamin, The Bar, Asuka, no cruiserweights. Uh, none of those people were used in any capacity on the show. Also, Almas and Sanity still haven't debuted. So there was a lot left off this show that probably isn't going to be left off of next month because, you know, you're going to have multi-person mass- matches. Who boy. This was not good. If you missed the first hour of this, or if you caught nothing but maybe the first 40, 45 minutes of this pay-per-view, you didn't miss anything because it was just not, not great. Not great, man. Yeah, no, this was this was bad. After this was bad, right in the penis. That's what is I, how I felt. They treated yeah, us. Yeah, I I felt like I feel like I have been punched in the penis. Well, life. guys, thank you all so much. Of course, please visit fightful.com. We got all kinds of breaking news over there. We are easily top three breaking news on any given day. All kinds of stuff over there, my friends. I am talking to people. All day, every day, trying to get interviews, trying to get backstage stories, trying to get information for you guys across MMA, pro wrestling, and boxing. If you don't like MMA and boxing, just go to FightfulWrestling.com. We have Raw post shows, podcasts, SmackDown, uh, every pay-per-view, whether it be WWE or UFC. We also have that Tuesday and Wednesday show, 3 p.m. Eastern, Holy Smokes MMA podcast, the Listen Your Boy Wrestling podcast. Please, guys, leave us a thumbs up and subscribe. This podcast can be heard. Anywhere, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. We're on everything. Alex, tell the people where they can follow you on social media. You can follow me uh, at Pulowski the fourth. Apparently, everybody in uh, the Newark arena was following me on Twitter because I said, everybody's, everybody's got to beat the traffic. And yep. then they started a beat the traffic chant. There we so go. Some, somebody's in there following me. Like Guys, them. follow me at Sean Ross Sapp. Follow us at Fightful Online. Like I said, visit that Fightful.com website. You will like what you see if you only check out the podcast. Make it your destination, my friends. Thank you, guys. We're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park